Good morning, Rory fans. Welcome back to another episode of Covered It, brought to you by Quack Golf. Um, Rory is back in the winner's circle once again. Um, I'm just going to start again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you straight, straight away just got into Rory tension. Oh God! Um, I'll just leave that for Ben. He can, he can edit yeah. that. That'd be great. Ben can have a good laugh. For that. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have an adult in the boot with us today. Um, a man by the name of Mark Fox from the Plug Glide. Check him out on Instagram and Twitter. Mark, I hope you will take this as a compliment. Um, but I've privately nicknamed you the Irish Kyle Porter amongst the lads. Oh, some some very informative tweets, but some very funny ones also. So folks, please do check him out on Twitter. Mark, thank you very much for joining us today and giving us your time. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Open this week. Um, we may dive a little deeper into the PGA Live ongoing court case merger whatever you want to call it these days it's just definitely something a little too serious for the likes of us um plus also we're going to hear some opinion some of your opinions on some of ireland's best parkland holes which again is something we also wouldn't know very much about but keen to hear more um from yourself as i know a lot of the listeners have been sending in comments saying that we only seem to play par- uh, links courses so um, going to give a bit of love to the parkland holes out, out there today. Um, but before we do that, Mark, of course, we love a correspondent on this podcast, <laughs> as you know well. Um, however, if you do make an appearance on the podcast, you automatically become a minister. So I've spent a little bit of time working on your title. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking that I like ministers that have sort of three things in their title, three sort of things to be looking after. Um, like for example, the minister for enterprise, trade, and employment, Simon Coveney. Yeah, I just like feel that. like you know he he sounds like he's got more things to do. So Very I was thinking, um, I was thinking for you being the adult in the room, um, today and hopefully on future pods, um. So for you, I have the minister for serious events, adulthood, and proper journalism, or serious events, adulthoods, and parkland. I was really wondering when that monologue was going to end of you just talking at the start of this podcast. It's actually going to be like, you know, hey, Mark, how are you getting on? I'm also here with Scott. You know, kind of a normal intro. But no, you just spoke there for an outrageous amount of time. I have a 500-word introduction ready to go, and I'm just ready to start writing it up. I was just about to say, instead of like, you know, maybe let Mark introduce himself. You know, hey, Mark, how are you? Welcome to our podcast. Minister of Adulthood. Sounds uh, quite illustrious, Listen, Danny. So. You, you have it there. The Minister for Serious Events, Adulthood and Proper Journalism. We'll take that. I love um, that. That's very professional. So, Mark, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, as Scott was saying. Um, you're very welcome. Pleasure, um, uh, just before we get into all the kind of talk of what we were just... All the topics and all that kind of stuff. You were up in Rasa Pena recently playing... What do you call it? The kind of uh... it's uh, the Rosa Pena summer solstice. So basically, for anybody that wasn't <laughs> hadn't seen anything on Twitter or whatever, yeah. it's three courses: St Patrick's Link, Sandy Hills, and Old Tom Morris. Three courses in one day, and it was the first ever event. And then next year they want to make it a big, massive event. So this time it was only like eight groups of four people. Next year I think they want to make it twenty groups of four people. And basically what involved was getting up at half four in the morning, teeing off at 20 to six on St. Patrick's Links, teeing off at 20 to 11 on Old Tom Morris, and teeing off at 20 to four on Sandy Hill. So like, hey, I've I've played 36 holes in one day. I've never played a full live event in one day. So, uh, Oh my God. This was, this was quite like, I mean, by the back nine on, uh, by the back nine of the 54 holes, the last nine holes, we were getting the club to the top of our backswing and just throwing arms at the thing and not yeah, moving yeah. the hips at all. But uh, yeah, great day and we were blessed with the weather as well. Yeah, How did about... you hear about it in the first place? Um, so I... How did I hear? I think I went on to the Ross of Penna website because they have a really good deal at the moment for the three courses up there for 210 euro to be played within four or five days. Class. Which, which is like their three top 30 horses or top 20 horses in the country. And then I just saw this and I was like, that's a cool thing to do. So 
originally had four people planned and then two of them had to pull out. So uh, I scrambled them for lads and finally I found three lads to commit to this. But yeah, just through the website, pure luck. And then speaking with the two Casey brothers up there. That's very cool. But did you, did yeah. you just drive up the night before, stay there? And yeah, then... so I was actually working the day before and oh, uh, we were staying there, Kenny. But two, the two lads were playing in a match against each other the night before. So okay. they, their match finished at like 10 past 10, quarter past 10. And then they drove, slugged it up in the car. They didn't. I mean, they were they arrived at like half one and then they were up at half four. But like, so what? we didn't have any points after the 54 holes. We were <laughs> wrecked. <dards. laughs> to keep this uh, PG, uh, but yeah. It's definitely something I'd be interested in next year, right? I, to be honest, I haven't played any of the Ross Penner courses, so um, That's just right. they're so so good. Like I think, yeah. I, I've seen loads of people mention this recently. Like, the North is actually making a massive comeback in the last probably year or two. I think it's Discover NI. They're really trying to market their golf course up there, and like they're all within an hour of each other, similar to the Southwest, yeah. like ba- yeah. Bally Bunyan's or sorry, not Bally, Bally Liffins, the tree at Ross Penna, Port Salon, Royal yeah. County Down, Port Rush. So good to get up and check them out. Okay, unbelievable. It's it's um, incredible. Like Donegal is just like we went last or the summer before last, and it was just some of the best golf courses I've ever played in my life. Like St Patrick's Links is unbelievable. We played Port Salon as well, which is just such a good spot. Like Naren and Port New, Critch Island, my favorite golf course ever. Uh, like there's just so many golf courses we haven't even done Ballyliffin or or any of the ones as well up there as well. Like there's just so many golf courses up north. It's, like great value as well which is a big thing for a lot of people yeah yeah it wasn't crazy prices as you said there what, what did you say 210 quid for the three prices three courses, the three courses yeah. in Ross Pennant that's outrageous value like 210 Very quid good. for St. Patrick's Links alone is a steal yeah when you consider the fact that Bally Bunyan no offence them but they're charging 300 quid a pop or uh, Royal Kent Downs charging 380 quid a pop you can play three of them there for 210 it's Savage mm. value and so good. As good and staying in the one spot as well, staying in one hotel, so good. And you said so. You said you didn't have any points. You didn't make it into into Downings in uh, the Harbour Bar in Downings, <laughs> no. Lads, if you I saw heard a lot about this bar, it I is. I was a shadow of the man. Of it's fair, but it's it's just one of the geez the Harbour Bar. Shout out the Harbour Bar in Downings is one of the best pubs I've ever been in. It's really? such a spot. Oh okay. yeah, unbelievable. Would uh would definitely recommend next time you're back up there. Make sure you leave an extra Next year, just for, Next yeah. year, we'll pencil it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Count us in. Count us in. So, Scott, with my huge monologue that you referenced, I didn't even introduce yourself. So, Mr. Motomoto, welcome yeah. to the booth once again. Any golf this week? Uh, was there any golf? I played in the Heritage on Saturday. Very nice. Um, in the wind and rain. Um, played some all right golf, though. So, it was worth the trip and worth being absolutely soaked for six of the 18 holes very good um but some track love love the heritage played it last year um as well it's a, such a good course would uh re- anyone in dublin or in the surrounding area it was like 55 minutes from our house out near uh, port marnock i think like, it's a sevy sevy course is it yeah, mm. it's a Sevy course. Yeah, uh, how, just... how much was the green the green fee, Scott? We were playing a society, so it was um, so we got it for oh, fifty qu- fifty quid um, within the society. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is at the moment. Oh, fair, fair. Um, yeah. But I must say, for the amount of rain we've had uh, up this part of the country in the last couple of days, and which would be fair, most of the country in general, uh, the course was in such good nick. It was so good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, really, really liked it. Played good enough golf, so. Yeah, that's my first time playing golf in a while now. I haven't been playing too much. Um, <laughs> You've been so, playing too much of that football. Yeah, I've been playing. Yeah, trying to, after Scotland, after a trip to Scotland, I played so much golf that I was like, I need to take a break because otherwise I'm going to start snapping clubs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so. Okay, so moving on to the shout-outs. Um, first shout-out of the week is to Fergus Murphy, who made it to Wimbledon and represented Ireland as the umpire in the oh, final in, of yeah, the, the men's Wimbledon final Fergus Murphy I chair. did notice the paddy cap that he was wearing and I was thinking he was wearing like a Wimbledon paddy cap and I was thinking that geez, that looks a bit strange and then found out that he was Irish so Fergus Murphy got a call out in Wimbledon did you did you see Nick Kyrgios's tweet just put up Fergus Murphy and a potato emoji he didn't it's what a not. prick I swear what to god because he's, he was get, he's getting a lot of heat Fergus Murphy for his uh performance for dealing with everything that was going on and stuff and to be fair it's pretty difficult to like umpire 
a final where there's just everyone shouting between every point and every second point you have to go, please, ladies and gentlemen, please, players are ready. You know, please, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, players are ready. You know, like to be fair to him. Um, but yeah, I saw I saw Nick Kyrgios' tweet. I got a good uh, giggle out of it. But shout out Fergus Murphy. Though. Um, did you watch much of the Wimbledon lads? Oh, I, just... I saw the final. That was it. Some I, final. Some final. So I watched. I watched a good bit of it. I watched throughout the week just a couple of games. Um, but it had had the two of them written all over it really for being in the final. And then what a final! One of the best games of tennis I've watched in a long time. Oh, it was unbelievable. Who's... Who's the Alcaraz in golf on the PGA Tour? Oh. He just seems like a cool dude, kind of down to earth. No, that's no. I was just going to say, what a what a question. That's such a good question. The young Alcaraz of golf, Rasmus, really a Hogard, Rasmus. Nah, maybe? Like, that's a good one. He's cool. He's maybe a you, bit more quiet. You, you kind of need to find someone who's kind of like running down the fairway after their ball. You know, that kind of way, like. Yeah, Rasmus is also a bit more polished. I feel like. Alcaraz is not yeah. a polished individual. He's he needs a polished, haircut, yeah. needs a shave, <laughs> needs a PR lesson. I don't know. I kind of liked his interview afterwards. I thought he was kind of like... Well, I loved I, his interview. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm on the side of it wasn't really for me now. But I, I know was, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just think his English isn't great. It, what's fu- I always find funny is that like people don't like Djokovic when he's playing. And then as soon as he does the interview after, everyone loves him. Because he's yeah. so charming in an interview. He's also he, he is, is the same thing as Federer though. They're like they're you know they're both good losers. I think when you get to that stage, you have to be a good loser. Yeah. You know, you, you remember when like Fed used to lose and stuff. His interviews were always just pure class. I think yeah. when you when you get to that stage of thing, even like same in golf, like Rory and Scotty and some of them when they like lose or if they don't doesn't go their way. You know, after like the U.S. Open and everything with Rory, he's still just like after still kind of oozes class. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I know he's a bit anyway. old, but like, what about Harrington? Or Fino or someone. Someone that just has a bit of charm, a bit of class about someone. <laughs> I love, I love that uh, you're digging Tony on this. Fino. I think Tony Fino is the Carlos Alcaraz of golf. I, I, oh, I don't know. Now. I'd root heavily for Fino. I'm not really on the Alcaraz train yet. Well, the other thing is he probably has like it could. It probably should just be John Ram because Alcaraz is number one and John Ram is close, close to number one these days. They're both well. Well, Alcaraz is, is actually Spanish. John Ram is kind of American college Spanish. <laughs> yeah, John Ram ain't Spanish. Yeah, John Ram is not Spanish. He's John not... Ram and Bally Bunyan this week? Yeah. Dean. Oh, was he? Mm. Oh, wow. Didn't know yeah, that. he didn't play the Scottish Open. You've seen Bally Bunyan. Um... That was one of my shout-outs. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'd love it's to know almost... what It's almost What's... a better part of this Scottish Open week is seeing where the pros go in their downtime, either before the tournament or in the evenings. Um, three boys were in... Three last Berwick. year? Yeah, well, there's three last year. I think the... Oh, sorry. Well, the three boys, as if as if we all know who they are. Spieth, Ricky and Thomas. Did they go to Berwick, was it? North Berwick? Oh, is that where yeah. they went? Yeah. Went there um, last week. But in terms of Irish courses, I, other than Ram and Ballybunnan, did, did you hear of any others? Not one, and usually yeah. you see a good few photos of usually them circulating around Twitter, but uh, not yeah. one. Now, to be Apparently fair, they were all in North Berwick. To be Berwick. fair, though, the the forecast has been terrible, so I'm sure if if they're over there in Scotland or if they're coming over, they're thinking and they look at the forecast and you're like, I'm not going to the west coast of Ireland or wherever in Ireland you're going to play golf in the piss and rain in the links. Like I know it's good practice, but I mean, I'm sure they'd probably just be like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. So doesn't surprise me. Um. Okay, so getting into the golf this week, Scottish Open. Um, Shani, I actually had a, I actually had one shout out. Oh, sorry, you've another shout out. It's oh, all good. It, this one's actually specifically around you. That uh, this one's to a colleague of mine, Brianna Mick, who is a longtime listener of the podcast. Who well, a couple of episodes ago was good for you. Now we spoke about how it's uh, in so specific that in supermarkets <laughs> we were annoyed that they don't give free samples anymore. Remember when we went on that rant? Yeah, and I've I've actually got two or three screenshots from people in WhatsApp, like random people that I haven't spoke to in ages, of of uh, samples, in, samples. In, mainly in super values, I think. 
I yeah, well, she sent me one. Um, yeah, was it Saturday? I think uh, sent me one, just a picture, and all it said on it was samples are back in Tesco. <laughs> and uh, what I she... haven't seen one in Tesco now. She let's, yeah, let's see them back in Tesco. Especially you have a Tesco just down the road from me, don't you? Yeah. She called herself. She actually gave her her own correspondent name, the grocery store correspondent, signing off. So <laughs> absolutely. So we're gonna give you that, Brianna Mick, uh, Canada's finest, the grocery store uh, correspondent. I'll take that. Yeah, brilliant. There you go. There you go. Boys, no. can I take us on like a really random tangent for 10 seconds? Oh, absolutely, you course, yeah. Mark. <laughs> Do you ever go into Super Value and get the Kyo's Butter Popcorn? Kyo's Butter Popcorn? That's, we know all about Kyo's Butter Popcorn. <laughs> it's the greatest thing I've ever had in my entire life. We used to have a mutual friend who uh, worked for Kyo's, so we know all about Kyo's um, Butter Popcorn butter popcorn and all f- flavors of kills so yeah um, i would, would back up the statement that butter popcorn is absolutely whopper yeah yeah, yeah. way better than just regular salt yeah agreed. yeah agreed a, a great shout out there from you mark um <laughs> i love a good random tangent like that I, i've always said mark <laughs> that i want to do a segment on this podcast of um the ultimate biscuit <laughs> because it's something i bring up all the time it's just, what is the ultimate biscuit? I'm not going to do it now, but any one of the listeners or anything like that, get onto Quack Golf, any any form of social media, and just back it if you want to hear the ultimate biscuit question or conversation. Because I've got, got a few stacked. Actually, talking about biscuits, oh, I was I was go. thinking in in at Wimbledon, the amount of times they, do you know the way that when they change ends and they sit down for, is it 45 seconds or something? And they're always like nip it, nibbling on a biscuit or a, a snack or whatever. Wouldn't you be full of sugar at the end of it, the amount of chances or opportunities you've had to have a little biscuit or a bar of chocolate? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you uh, know when I, you've had too much and you just feel... Do you I know don't what I mean? think... I don't think they're like... I, I think, you know, I, I don't think they have it every single change <laughs> of games. You know, I don't think they're going through a pack of digestives by the end of the fifth set. They have a full <laughs> supply of Robinsons there, like, do you know? Yeah. Oh, you mean the core do? Yeah, like, you know, you've been, like, I thought you'd be full of sugar with all those changes. I feel like there's too many change events and too many breaks. You, you, I was thinking that married, yesterday. since you've got married, you are <laughs> such an old man. There's there's too many game, games, there's too much sugar in that, there's too many. Will you shut up, will you live your life? Um. Anyway, golf, uh, Scottish Open. First thing I want to get into is Tyrrell Hatton. Um, I had this on my list of conversations yeah, as well. Yeah. So, like, Tyrrell Hatton has been getting a lot of abuse from Solly from No, no Laying Up is finished with him, doesn't want to see any of that anymore. The bo- I've heard the bogeymen, the Irish podcast, they weren't happy with him. Um, for me and for Covered It, we're fans of Tyrrell Hatton on this podcast. Mark, well, I- we do love a disagreement on this podcast also. Yeah. So if your personal opinion is that what Tyrrell Hatton did this weekend was over the top, please say so right now. But we're fans of, of Tyrrell Hatton on this podcast. Or forever remain in silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, lads, I am telling you, I actually have a road down here. I would love to disagree with you. But if I'm allowed to build a stable, all right, <laughs> I'm putting one horse into my stable, and that is Tyrrell yes. Hatton. Just kicking yes. I love him. I think he's the he is the greatest piece of television yeah. that everyone just wants robots. Solly just wants robots walking around. Like he'd give out the Scheffler's too born and he'll give out the hat and his too yeah. vocal and every I, I love him every single second that he gets on TV. And I'm gonna go I'm going to open there on Thursday and I'm gonna walk around with a little camera just following the Tyrrell. I'll be the Tyrrell tracker for a week, just following him around. I am gonna capture some good evidence of how great Tyrrell is in the course. I'm I'm absolutely delighted that you like Tyrrell Hatton, but I'm also absolutely gutted that you've ruined another thing off my list of things to talk about where oh. I wanted to bring up. We do this thing where uh, this really cool thing where we have stables and golfers <laughs> and then here and then ask for your stable. And yet Are you, you bringing him in, Scott? Well, who? Tyrrell? Yeah. No, no, I'm simply going to ask Mark what his stable would be. Oh, okay. But he's he's already ruined the thing of me doing my whole (laughs) intro if we do this really cool thing called the stable. (laughs) Uh, Oh, we can do it now, Scott. Well, all right. I mean, you know, it's just kind of lost a bit of the allure of the surprise. So, Mark, you have to uh, pretend you're surprised by it all. Um, (laughs) Wait, what's the stable thing? So, oh, have you heard the stable? You haven't heard the stable? Oh, no No, problem. Sounds good. So, so basically, we have this... uh, I don't even know what Dan's correspondent is, but basically, we had a friend... 
who uh, who we all have golf stables. So like horses, you're allowed three golfers, Mark, uh, and they can't be in anyone else's stable. Now, I will put in the terms and conditions that probably neither of us can remember who's in our stable. I'm sure Patrick remember. does. I remember who <laughs> the last person I bring in is, and then I forget the other. I ha- yeah, I have, for a recap, um, I have, I, I let go of Victor Hovland, so I can't remember who my third one is, but I have Alexander Bjork, um, and I have John Murphy. Where... So you don't actually have to remember who's in your stable, but you have to... Yeah, it's kind of the fun part. <laughs> basically, we just want you to say someone random and then have a reason why you put them in. Oh, God, okay. Um, I wasn't expecting three. I was just going to go with a single horse that can just sit there and wind himself up. But uh, Tyrrell's definitely in there. Tyrrell Hatton, great I choice. Love, I, I love a good, fiery stable. Um, like, just put three horses in there and let them reap <laughs> kicking <laughs> shit with each other. Really going like, down the do real stable. Joe, who was, was pretty bad this week. Scotty Scheffler. Did you see him on Sunday? Mr. Harmless. I saw him getting annoyed a lot of right. Oh, lads, I, I loved a bit of that. Now, he's not going in. Um, Good, thank God you didn't put him in your stable. You oh, would have been off no. the podcast now. Imagine, imagine Scotty Scheffler and John Ram stuck in a stable for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to put Jordan Speed has to be in there. Speed? I don't know okay, if anybody nice. else. I love the Speed and Greller uh, conversation. I like that, yeah. Yeah, solid. Um, Speed three... is, is 54 under since 2015 in the Open. Oh yeah, baby. He's the He's lowest the best player at the open in the lowest last five years. Yeah. Um, number three. Oh Jesus. Uh, let me go with someone quick because no one's going to remember these anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Alex Fitzpatrick. I'm not a big fan of Matt, but Matt Fitzpatrick's brother. Brother. <laughs> yeah. I, go with him, I, I want to see him win the open championship. I that absolutely, is. that's the best pick of your stable. I love that pick. I love Alex Fitzpatrick. I think he seems like an absolute legend. I think he, um, I don't like Matt that much, but I just feel like Alex is just there and he's trying his hardest just to live in Matt's shadow and come out of it and just be better than Matt. And I love that. That's a solid stable. Love your work. I, brilliant stable. Tyrrell Hatton, who's in your stable, I'll just finish with... The, the thing about Tyrrell is he's television... And you love to watch him when he's on TV. What I would say is, if you were playing with Cyril, or if there was a golfer in your club that was like Cyril, you wouldn't necessarily like him or want to play with him. Would that be fair uh, enough? I think I'd be on my hands and knees just laughing at him the whole way around. I, w- I, I wonder though. I wonder though, is he the kind of golfer though who lets it go? Like you know, I'm sure he's like really annoyed in that moment, and the TV cameras go away. I wonder then walking down the fairway, is he back? Like. First oh, he, he is, yeah. First he, he does how it much... in a very whimsical way, Scott. Yeah, nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good use of the word whimsical. Um he yeah, I just I wonder, does he just walk down the fairway? Like, is there that much chat between the pros? Like, I haven't heard pros give out about him. You know the way like people are giving out about Cantley and the slow play, and you hear a couple of whisperings about golfers not liking golfers. I haven't heard much mm. about Tyrrell. Um but yeah, I would finish that I did see a, a reply to a tweet of a guy who was at the Scottish Open who said that Tyrrell stayed behind after the third round for like 20 minutes to sign flags and balls for kids afterwards and mm. stuff. And I was like, do you know what? He's a good dude. And <laughs> really he is a good dude. He does it in a very humorous manner. He's He did some things this weekend that I'd say he would regret. I didn't actually see the worst of it. I've only heard finger. what he did. Uh, the, the middle, middle fingers finger. and stuff yeah. like this. But I don't know if he regrets it at all. Lads. I think he loves yeah. it. Box office. That's um, all I have to say. Tyrrell anyway, the, the story of the week is obviously Roy McIlroy back in the winner's circle. What a win. Um, the Mark, when I saw your tweet um, about the fact that there was only six birds on those finishing two holes, 17 and 18, all day before Rory entered those last two holes, I was thinking it was a bit of a tough ask. But birdie, birdie, um, stiffed it on 17, hold the putt, um, and then... The two iron on eighteen is is surely shot of the year. After Hasht- Big hashtag- Bob McIntyre had just quote unquote played the shot of the year, according to the commentators, Rory comes up and stiffs it with a two iron. Hashtag uh, hashtag Kyle Porter of Irish golf. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, folks. <KP. laughs> great tweets. Great tweet. We send them really on the WhatsApp group. In. This is the yeah. kind of content I want to yeah. see. Really good Twitter <laughs> tweets from Twitter Twitter tweets. Really, really good Twitter tweets from Mark Fox this weekend, folks. Get on it. Yeah, Mark Fox. Oh, plug, thanks, guys. 
I'm blushing here. <laughs> Solid tweet. That's what I want to see on the couch on a Sunday. The one I'm scrolling there, like debating a takeaway when I'm dying hungover. Debating, he says. That's always exactly what I was doing yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> but the fact that you're o'clock. tweeting makes my life a lot better because then I don't, you know, I'm not looking for the content. So you're doing great work. 12 o'clock yesterday morning, I had one tab open with Twitter and one tab checking out when the Chinese was open tomorrow evening. Or yesterday evening. Lads, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question for you. Do you think this win for Rory makes him more or less likely to win the Open Championship? It's a very good question. It's, it's, I have my you're answer. Basically saying, you're basically saying, is it a good thing or a bad thing that Rory won? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I view it as, when I think of it, I think it is the par three contest in the Masters. Like where, you know, the way that yes, whole thing, nobody yes, wants to actually exactly. win it. And every time I watch it, I'm like, pussies, like a yeah. bunch of cowards. <laughs> Just go win it and then try and win the Masters. <laughs> like, I think this is good. I think it's good for him. He's playing good golf in Scotland. He had this thing over his head that he hadn't won in Scotland right before. Um, yeah. Was another yeah. thing. So he's done that. Do you know what? I, I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing that Rory McIlroy has won a golf event, if you, if I put it that way. If you look at it in silos, um, I think he's just a strokes gained machine. And, machine. Um, like this, just I don't know. I, I'm I'm just too emotional. I just he has to win this <laughs> this weekend. I think I, I think for for me it was you know when he missed the putt on sixteen, he had the putt for birdie on sixteen. Mm. Was it about like eight nine feet down the hill? When mm. he missed that, I was like, do you know what? I really like Bob McIntyre. Like Bob yeah. is. Love yeah. Bob, big bad Bob. You know, like he, he could have been <laughs> in my stable any second of the week. Uh, so when I was that, I was like, ah, grand, Bob's going to win. That's real good. And then when I saw him play that shot in 17, I was like, surely he's not going to birdie this. I even text Pat Ashani being like, he's going to miss this putt. Holds it. And then who saw the 18th coming? You know, I know. I know. Like, I just, I just, yeah. But in. listen, but he- um, like they forwarded the tea times on the Scottish Open for a reason. Get that out of the way. Get it over with. This is open week. Um and we're back in Liverpool, back where Rory won it last the last time. Let's get into the open championship because the Scottish Open is history. Shelly, I, I have one last bit just before we move on to the open, a little little quiz just to test your knowledge live on the podcast in front of <laughs> Ireland's Kyle Porter. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. from the weekend no more it's, it's for Patrick Dory uh, okay. but if he doesn't get it Mark you can jump in from the weekend there were three um, open spots available who were the golfers who took the last three open spots from the Scottish Open Ben Young Ann yeah also yeah yeah you could have just said Ben Ann but I love that you did the full thing Ben, ben Ann yeah yeah um, it was hardly I don't know anything about this fellow but David Lingworth correct from Sweden yeah that was a guess. Yeah, and there's one more. Um, Do you know the answer down there, Foxy? If you, if you can nod, if you, you know, you don't have to. I, I think he's Swedish again. Is another Swedish guy? Incorrect. It, I'm going to say I don't know. Fair I'm enough. only saying this because I saw him earlier and saw someone tweeting about it. I'm not sure if he's qualified yet or not. Nikolai Oygaard? Spot on, Mark Fox. That is oh, yeah. why <laughs> Ireland's called. 200 won this week. Yeah, he came. He came uh, tied sixth uh, to take it by uh, by one shot from. I think Grant Forrest was the next one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, go. Scott, Scott, seeing as you shafted me by giving me a really quick uh, fire quiz, can I give you one? Oh, love it! Yeah. <laughs> How many Wimbledon's do you think Venus Williams has won? Wow, that's such a tangent. <laughs> um, oh God! How many Wimbledon's do I think Venus? I'm going to. Say, oh, Patrick, I'm gonna go with three. Venus Williams has won five Wimbledon's, and she's not the best tennis player. In oh, five was my other guess, when and I was like, maybe Serena won more because then they go back and forth for a good couple of years. It wasn't just the Serena train, it was also Venus won a good couple. And Venus is Venus older, so she won a she's couple older, before, yeah, yeah, but like, she won before Serena. She's won five Wimbledon's, and Wild. you know, Serena just it's mad. and. Lads, Rafa's only won two Wimbledon's, which I also thought was yeah. bad. But anyway, but we're into the Novak and Novak and Federer were just dominating on yeah. grass. Yeah. Ra- Rafa two Wimbledon's really shocked me. Mm. Anyway, um, okay, are we ready to get into the Open? Um, Mark, you are going to the Open, if I am not mistaken. 
Um, when are you going? When? How are you getting there? How do you get to Liverpool? What's the crack? So there was two flights available. One was at twenty to seven on Thursday morning. One was at five o'clock on Wednesday evening, and I wasn't taking a half day off work. So I'll go on Thursday morning, land over at I think like twenty to eight, and then it's about an hour to the golf course. So it should be there about ten or half ten. It should be fine on uh, Thursday morning, is it? Yeah, as long as right in there, don't mess yeah. <laughs> mess the shit up. But yeah, all going well. I'll be there Thursday morning. Okay, great. And what's your plan? Are you gonna just follow? Uh, I'll do you probably like to follow around. a particular group or do you stay somewhere and let them come through no I'll be going around hootering at Sam Burns after his uh, <laughs> after his shenanigans at the weekend in that bunker yeah <laughs> oh, how no. did we not how do we not talk about this I've already? been dying to say I have it written down but I just, <laughs> just hit the ball a great yeah. groove on him at the moment I would say he does great head good, of hair but yeah, yeah he needed back, to yeah. just hit that ball uh but sorry, I will be... No, I'll probably follow a group. I'll probably try and see... I don't know what Roy Lear feels like. I'll probably try and get close enough to McElroy for when he's going around. Um, Depending on when tea times are released. Otherwise, I'd be interested to see Alex McGuire for a few holes on Thursday or Friday. Um, yes, yeah. Be interested to get around and see... I'd love to see Paul Carrington and see his speed. Yeah. And how, many, how much distance he's gained. Um. I haven't really thought about it though because the obviously the group the parents aren't out yet so yes. I'll definitely follow a few groups I don't really like perching up sitting anywhere but <laughs> I do have a bad back so Thursday evening I'll probably <laughs> find a good bar to get to and see a bit of it. Are you staying for are you staying for the four days mark or what you, what's the plan? Yeah, staying four days, coming home I think twelve Fair o'clock play. on Sunday night. Okay, not, where are you, where are you yeah. staying? Oh, some shithole. I don't know. In where Liverpool somewhere. <laughs> in the middle of town somewhere. Do yeah. you stay in the city, Liverpool? Is it that close? Yeah, I'm yeah, I wasn't gonna stay out of the golf course. Good crack in Liverpool. So uh yeah, okay, actually, good, I did good, the good. exact same last year, went over by myself. Um like <laughs> my girlfriend was kinda of saying, Oh, I might come over Saturday and meet you and I was like, Yeah, you don't have to <laughs> because I don't <laughs> get out there and see the golf course and follow whoever I want. So I kinda of like the freedom just going by myself. Sure you'll have to go to the the Cavern Club in Liverpool. It's where the Beatles started. You'll have to get in there for another night out in a few points. Well, Shani, well, I tell them that you sent me. They'll let me in, no bother. VIP access. Big, big Beatles fan here. Gotta, send, gotta get you in. <laughs> okay, um, I'll be there. <laughs> so in terms of actual golf lads, what do we reckon? I'm I'm big on, if it's not Rory this week, I'm big on Ricky. Um, I just think he's flushing can, it at the moment. Can and I mention two, two random facts? You can. Oh, you love a good fact on this podcast, whether Number they're true one. or not. Yeah, I've been fact-checking these all day, so don't worry. Mark, I've this is your time to give us a lot of facts <laughs> we have not researched ourselves, so please yeah. hit us with some facts. Oh, no, I've, I've got a few. Uh, number one, we're talking about stables. Royal Liverpool was built on an old horse racing track. Okay. That's there you go, lads. Um, and this is a tweet by Adam Kirk at DG Betting on Twitter. It's just come to my attention that the 1947 Open Championship at High Lake was made a par 68. And because of that, because the course record at the time, it, because that was the course record at the time, even though Norman Par was 72, because it was a par 68, it led to a 21 over par winning score. That is Jeez. sick. And that the, was good crack. And can you name the person who won it? It's um, your man from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? did you know Ed's, this guy? Yeah. Ten, he wanted a 21 over. What would you say, Mark? Is it 10 something? Jeez, I should know this. Fred Daly. Fred, Fred Daly, Daly, that's it. I always saw this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. 21 over, Barrett. That's class, though. But sorry. Anyway, Shani, take it away. <laughs> um, I don't really love, have anything. Love a, good, love a good fight. I'm actually, I, I would go to, so you mentioned who you, you thought would win it, Shani. Um, I'm like, you. Ha- I have to be on the Rory train. Just like, just on the right train. But like, if I was betting man now, I'd be putting 10 quid on Scotty Scheffler anyway, just because know, the, yes. the results are just, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I'd be putting 10, 10 quid on him. And then I was kind of like looking down of like, who would I go for? I, I like Taylor Gooch at 70 to 1. As much as I did. Taylor dislike, Gooch. As much as I dislike Liv. One. I just think it would be the last major, the last couple of majors I have watched live golfers climb up leaderboards. And I've been sitting there going, Oh no, please tell me this isn't going to happen. So my thing of what I usually do when I'm betting sometimes is I'll put a bit of cash on the live golfers because then if they win, I win cash. Yeah. And then I'm not absolutely cripply depressed at the fact that live golfers won something. So 
I get the Cam Smith one, DJ. I saw was it um someone on Twitter, I can't remember who it was now, was, was backing heavily on DJ. But I like the I like the one of Taylor Gooch, because if he wins, I'll be really annoyed, but I'll get cash. Well I was watching oh, Cam Smith live on the range earlier. Um and he said that uh he basically said that he enjoyed the crack with the with the um what's the name of the trophy again? Claret jug. The Claret Claret jug. jug. He enjoyed the crack with the Claret, Claret jug so much last year um that he told his mates it won't be long before they're doing that again. So um whole oh, fight and talk. Yeah. He's uh he's he seems like he's up for it. Also, Shani, do you know do you know who's a, a solid just shout out to Paddy Power for the the odds here, just in case anyone from any was listening, not thinking I'm talking about a Betfair, William Hill, or any of those. But Paddy Power on 300 to 1 here, it's yes. your boy Adam Shank. Adam Shank, man, he's striping it, he's flushing it at the moment. 300 to 1, Shani. Adam Shank is an outsider for the Ryder Cup for the US team. Just telling you, it's uh, going yeah. so well. I mean, you, you'd get better odds right now on, on Alexander Bjork from my stable, <laughs> uh, 225 to 1. But you know, just saying. Just saying. What what about what about yourself, Foxy? Who are you backing for the win? Any outsiders or any bets you'll be putting down? Or are you a betting man? Uh, I'll be putting down a few. I actually hit uh I don't I'm not a big betting man, but I hit Cameron Smith this last year. That's my claim to fame. Uh, Adam Shank's interesting. He's finished seventh at the Rocket Mortgage Classic and T four at the John Deere. Who's this um, now? Adam Shank. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. We're we're big on the, the Shank train on this podcast. Uh, some big trends, right? Since 2013, yeah, every Open Championship winner has finished worse than T25 at their previous Open Championship. Wow! So the only way if you go to the Masters, no, it's all like the six of the last ten winners had a T10 at the Masters in the last yeah. year or something like that. This is the exact opposite. Each of the winners since 2013 has finished worse than T25 at their last Open Championship. So they've just That's- bolted. Yeah, just bolted. Um, well, yeah, maybe, which is maybe maybe not putting money on Cam Smith, so yeah, <laughs> or uh, Rory, lads. Yeah, but uh, we want to do Rory, don't we? For the love of it, um, I thought my reason earlier for asking the question about Rory was you think this was more or less likely. Like, Rory's had such demons on Sunday, and I think this was stand to him so much that he went and birdie 17, birdie 18. I went and got the victory rather than it being just handed to him. So if he's coming down the stretch next Sunday and he's in contention that he can actually yeah. manifest and re- recall on these feelings that he had at Renaissance and just be like, I can actually go and get this win today. Yeah. So I, I love Roy's chances even more after last week. Um, and I mean, is he, Johnson, is he technically right. undefeated at Hoylake? <laughs> Rory, so is Fred Daly. <laughs> I mean, like uh, the before, so before Rory, before Rory was uh, Tiger in 06 and I'm not sure if Rory played in the Open in 06 but otherwise he could technically be undefeated <laughs> at Hoylake. So yeah. there's a tweet for you there, Mister Fox. I'll find that one out. Put like that out there and see content. see what kind of uh, see what you get back. Um, let me see who else do we have Dustin Johnson was an interesting one that he's brought up uh, he's had three top tens in his last three starts on live and he's finished sixth and eighth at the last two open championships which is very very interesting and appealing I'm not sure what number DJ. he is DJ has been fairly non-existent in the last year or two hasn't he so it could be a time for him to bolt back so is but... his personality that's pretty non-existent yeah. as well so DJ. I don't really want to back him for that reason Um. I do oh, hey, our boy. The, the one stuck in my head image of DJs. You know, a couple of weeks ago when he played in that live event, it was it Live London? And he just shanked it. Like hardcore <laughs> shanked it right. I just that... love watching people shank the ball, like, like oh. the Donald Trump video of him yeah. shanking. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, just fit to mention that. Um sorry, who's your who's your boy there, Mark? Was your you another one? Okay, let, let me let me name off three names here real quick, because maybe I have juicy odds that I think people might be interested in. Interesting. Number one, patriotic, not because I'm patriotic. Shane Larry's gone 21st, 12th, and first in his last three opens, five top 20s in his last six starts, gaining strokes in every department. And if the yeah. wind blows, nobody yeah. can move the ball like Mr. Shane Larry. Um, I think Shane and Podrick will always get lads from Ireland backing them and, and like warranted as well. Do you know what Shane I mean? Warranted, um, 100%. Shane at 22 to 1 on Paddy Power, just for the record, for anyone out there mm. wondering. I think there's golfers that can win the open. There's golfers that can't. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, like Mito Pereira, 
isn't he's not showing up. He, yeah. he may not even be in the field. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you know what I mean? These lads with their high ball flights and their parkland vibes jog on. Get luck. <laughs> who's that? Who's number two, Mark? Uh so when I think of an open championship winner, I think of like a little man that just has grit between his teeth. He's ready to grind it out with all the wind. And I'm going for the bulldog, Brian Harmon. Oh, damn no, Brian oh. Harmon. Brian he, Harmon, lads. He's he played done. well last week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 12th, 9th second in his last three starts. Hits fairways, has a low ball flight, and he's finished 6th and 19th in his last two open championships. Two top 20s. I'll be all over Brian Harmon this week, I think. If the, especially if the wind blows. A man with a lot of waggles before the ball. And the biggest putter head on tour. <laughs> and a solid score or solid uh, odds of 90 to 1 this weekend, Paddy Power. That's interesting. I like the yeah. ones around 80, between 80 and 100. They're the best uh, value. Yeah. Uh, gives, your, gives your last value pick there, Foxy. Um, just for one reason and one reason alone, I think he's going to be big odds. Jordan Smith, the English man, he gained six strokes oh. ball striking last week. Okay. And I think he's around probably 150, 200 to oh, one. He's way he's, out, yeah. Jordan, he's Smith, Jordan Smith is 200 to one. He's the same odds as Phil Mickelson and Harris English. <laughs> yeah. I like big that. Phil. I mean, big Phil. Yeah. Here's, there, there's one for you. Jordan Smith, you've got better odds on for Jordan Smith than you have for Rasmus, Seamus Power, Shank, or I, Billy Horschel. I love the way with majors, it's Random like there's selection. 160 lads out there, and if you name any of them, like, oh, Smith. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm literally oh, going big I, Phil. Mm. I'll go to like the he very played well once, <laughs> the very bottom of it. Like, there's yeah, who's who's the who's the highest? Um, shout out to other, these... other than the amateurs, or oh, there's, there's, there's a loads here at a thousand to one, but like names you'd know, Callum Shinkwin, he's at a thousand yeah. to one, Darren Clark, the big dog, Darren Clark, one thousand, I yeah, or Darren. Big darn thousand to one. Uh, Alex Maguire, homegrown talent, thousand. thousand to one. Uh, John Daly, thousand to one. Sixty-two diet cokes a day. Whatever. Sorry, how is is John Daly in it? Just because he's won it, is it? Could be. Now, now there is a slight chance. I doubt it, but there is a one percent chance that there is another random bloke called John Daly who's qualified for the <laughs> yeah. Open. But which we would not know on this. Which podcast. we which we wouldn't know. But I'm gonna go down as that is John Daly. Um Alejandro Canazares. Um he's a thousand to one. Uh I'm trying to find I really hope there's a real random one. Oh Oliver Wilson who is Oliver Wilson used to be able he's, to flush it. He's seven hundred and fifty to one. He's the last name before he gets into the thousands. <laughs> so yeah. There you um, go now. Okay, lads, well done. Any more Liverpool takes before we move on to Ireland's best parkland holes? I'd like to point out that that segment was not brought to you by Paddy Power. Um, <laughs> it just happens to be the site that I've got all my betting info from. Sorry, move on. Um, so, uh, of course, um, we have also been we've been picking our best um eighteen holes in Ireland um over the last few episodes and um it has been said to us that we have picked too many links holes so we have decided to bring on um Mark we're going to call you our Parkland expert um for a discussion on some of the best Parkland holes out there so hit us up what you got all right so I uh yeah I was going over the courses that I played and we're only going on the front nine if that's correct yeah let's do front nine for now Bit let's more do match. front nine for now um, so front nine I was talking to my brother earlier on the way home I was like and we both agreed front nine's a bit trickier than back nine I feel like a Obviously, lot of courses yeah, will yeah, save yeah, their, yeah, yeah. their courses um, but what do we have right I'll go through the two of the best par- two of the best open holes in my opinion <laughs> this is all very subjective that I've played is designed both designed by Christy O'Connor Jr. It's Headford Golf Club, the new course. Big fan of the opening par four there. It's pretty okay. tough, but I like it. And do you know what's an underrated parkland course in Ireland? Is uh, Knightsbrook Hotel. Okay. N- never played it. That's in uh, Mead. Trim, County Mead. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan. Like, Okay. Some, some people have disagreed with me in the past about this, but I actually think Nicebrook's actually a good variety um, of golf court of a golf holes, and so a lot to be said for. It. And the first there and the first I head for a kind of a, a design similar enough by Christy O'Connor Jr. So Headford is where the challenge is on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll be there next week. 
So yeah, we're, we're playing in, playing in the pro am next week. Yeah, we're going oh, to nice. waft it around the place. So oh um, god, I, yeah. I'm going to embarrass myself <laughs> so bad in front of a pro golfer. It's going to be shocking. <laughs> um, okay, so Headford Knightsbrook number ones. Yeah, um, number two. I think. Uh, actually, I actually don't actually have any down for number two. That's okay. Uh, that's fine. Number three. There's a mix between. There's a few here. Uh, Mount Julia is obviously a standout one. The par three, Celine Castle. I'm a big fan of the par three there or par four there around to the left hand corner, and okay. then the hole is kind of in front of the castle. Um, and then another one which is like 25 euro Raccord Golf Club, the third Rathcore. hole there. Yeah, okay. open county meet as well. Nice. Um, that's an interesting one because it's a blind drive over the trees. Do you remember uh, LACC US Open? There's the 12th hole par four drivable. Yeah. yeah, over the trees. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. I love the way when, when, like for say old Irish courses or old courses in general, um, if they have a hole like that that has been say outdated by design with driving distances or whatever, they'll always like say put the tee box like over to the right or left or beside a big tree or something to stop someone from hitting it. Um, yeah. like over like Scott, you know in Castle Knock, the one is it the sixth, the par five? Do you know oh, the with one the water? With the water, but they put the tee box way over on the left to so stop you, you being actually, able to carry yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to go four iron rescue, yeah. Um so yeah, big fan of those kind of tricky little little holes. Uh, I'd also just just to piggyback on what you said there, Mark, for for a second hole, I do like the second hole in Clean Castle or the second hole in Mount Juliet. So I do think either of those could be brought in. Yeah, I, like I just Mount love Julia. that tree background of Mount Julia where you're driving yeah. off down the hill. Yeah. Great hole. And then the second with the all the bunkers mm. in the water on your left in Clean Castle. So if we don't have a second one, I think one of those two could fit the bill as well. I like that one a lot. Um, let me see. Third. Uh, wait, we just did third. Fourth. Yeah. I'm going back to Mount Julia again. Um, I just think actually the third and fourth holes are probably two of my favorite holes out of Mount Julia. It's kind of a short par three and then you've the adrenaline is pumping through the veins and you get on the four tee box and it's just this narrow so fairway narrow. that you have to hit. Oh, and then, yeah, I'm just always shitting myself when I'm standing on that. So <laughs> I've got a bad memories there. Um, like it. Okay, I'm going to just keep flying here so I don't want to take up keep too going. much of your time. No, uh, go for it, it's good. Fifth hole, feel free to jump in here at any stage. I love the Omira fifth, uh, Carton House, the fifth hole there. It's kind of That's an underrated hill. course, actually, isn't it? The O'Mara and Carton House. Mm. Everyone, everyone tries to play remember, the Monty one. Everyone always remembers uh, 14, 15, 16. But that fifth hole is like, you probably only have about 120 yards in, but straight into the wind to a narrow, shallow green. And I always miss club. I'm always way too short or way too long. I'm in the bunker over the back or short. It's, I think it's a brilliant, brilliant pair of four, and I could play that all day. It's yeah, underrated. Yeah. yeah, great golf course here, Mira. Yeah, great and very playable for everybody to get around on. Like it's yeah. pretty open, also not true. too tough. Also true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, sixth hole. I have a few here, so I want to get a few par threes and par fives. Uh, sixth up there, Manor. I'm not sure if you're at the JP McManus Pro Am, but uh, it's the one down the hill. Oh yeah, yeah. I, Scott's well, I've played it. Can I've you remember pl- it? I've played it a couple <laughs> of years ago. Yeah, I played it uh, two summers ago. Um, I'm just trying to count count them back now. Is it six? The, six is oh, sorry, the par three, the par three down the hill. The next one around to the right. Yeah, the yeah. Okay. It's the par three down the hill, which just it, literally if you miss the green, right, left, or straight ahead, no. you're in the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great hole. Great hole. Very great. Good. And it's yeah. only about 160 yards downwind downhill. Um, okay, here's one that I played a few weeks ago, and probably the. Some of the best par fives I've ever played was Portumna. Port- I was just about to ask. I saw your list, of course, that you've played, and I saw Portumna on there, and I really want to go play Portumna. It looks Great. so cool, like big, tall trees. Tell us about it. Lads, they've put, they've put a load of money into this in the oh, last few okay. years, and okay. they've redone all the greens. It's holding the Connacht the stroke play or something. Is it? I okay. remember the name okay. This yeah. year. That it is so, so good, and I think it's only... 45 55 euro and if oh, you're ever going to into late. Galway for a few lads yeah. and you want to stop off I would strongly strongly recommend it it's a brilliant brilliant course um, 
And yeah, I don't want to hype it up too much, but I think it's I, well worth it. Top no, it looks excellent. I'm, the boys I'm right, have played it. Yeah, we've played it right in the hype train oh. with you. Real, real good golf course. Great clubhouse. Real nice people on there. Love Portona. Yeah, and they've improved the they've improved the clubhouse a lot as well. They now have oh, a really? new um, outdoor seating area that overlooks the 18th green. Where I actually made birdie in front of and, everybody. But yo, well <laughs> so get I that love that. Absolutely get that in the pot. And if you're uh, looking for a lovely point afterwards, uh, drive around the lake to Terry Glass. Great little pub down there in Terry Glass. Love it. That's yeah. next year. Go. We play the Ross of Penn at Summer Solstice and we make it down to Port Humna. Port Humna. Yeah, it's a long list of this. Yeah, finish off in Terry uh, Glass. Right. Uh, seven. Any more, Rark? Uh, six of Knightsbrook is a good par five around the left, yeah. and the six at Esker Hill is a good par five as well. Um, okay. Seventh hole will come as no surprise to anybody. It's Locker, and the one that Rory drove, he's the first oh, person ever to drive it back oh, in yeah. 2010. Okay. A great par four. Um, eighth hole, I've only one suggestion here. It's actually the eighth at Knightsbrook. It's par four around to the left hand side. Uh, She's got a good Knightsbrook. Yeah, yeah I, I love it, lads. Um, as right beside okay. me as well as a member there for a year right. and then finally let me finish this out uh, number nine there's a few contenders here two par fives one par four the par four head for new I think it's a really good par four you're hitting but you don't want to be long in the war and then it's a really good tricky green that you have to hit onto the right level is there two courses in Headford? yeah there's yeah, the old, old course as well oh which one are we playing Scott? Uh, don't know <laughs> Should know, but they're always playing the new. Okay, okay. They're always okay. Okay. And then the okay, the kind of surprise one here is going to put in Lockern. I think that's a really tough mm. par five at Lockern that plays okay. really long, but you want to try and hug the water with your second shot to give it a shorter third. And then obviously the par five at a dare manor. Um, oh, yeah, playing back, up, back to up to the, the castle. Manor. My only issue with this hole is I wish it was a little bit shorter. Because okay. uh, I'd love to have the opportunity to go for it in two. And even when I watched the Pro-Am there, it's such a good green. But when I watched Pro-Am there, they all laid up to the same spot. And there's such, okay, such so good one-off areas okay. around it. Yeah, that's it, boys. That's my front nine. I love it. Solid. I, I think um... there's, a, there's a lot of people who've been crying out. Like, we've been doing the last couple of weeks of picking a hole, our best favorite holes. And we all play and love Lynx Golf. And we play too much Lynx Golf. There's been, there's been a lot of people who've been going here. What about all the great parking courses yes. we have in the country? So some great holes listed there. Also some great golf courses that have been added to some hidden the list. Gems. Yeah, the list of, of places we need to play. So yeah, so we'll definitely finish off the, the back nine at some stage. Um, but uh, yeah, got to get down to Port Tumna. Um Okay, so just to finish off this week on something that is very serious, um, the PGA Live merger. Mark, what can you tell us? Act like you're talking to two absolute kindergarten children here. We, um, I'm not are... sure. I'm not sure he has to act like he's. <laughs> talking to I'm, you. I'm talking to three kindergarten children we... here. I have no idea either. Um, we. Yeah, okay, so listen, it's happened a few weeks ago or whatever, it's been going on. I feel like they've been in the Senate and stuff as well. What's going on? Just give us, dumb it down for us, Mark. Yeah, boys, they've been in the Senate, they've been arguing, uh, Jimmy Dunn has been there, and Yasser has been requested, who hasn't turned up, and he said he's too busy. Basically, from what I've heard, and I've only heard a little snippet, it doesn't sound like the Senate is going to actually be able to do anything, but what they'll be able to do is bring it forward to... I'm not sure what it is, like the anti-competition authority or something like this, that okay. they can, that the Senate can then say to them, hey, you need to raise a case against these. This is all the stuff that we found out. So basically last year, there was a, he- or last week, there was a hearing. Um, and I'm conscious that people don't want to get sick listening to my voice, but there was a few things that came yeah. out in some of these documents. Let's hear it, yeah. Uh, they asked for, apparently there was an agreement between Yasser and Jay Monhan, Commissioner of the PGA Tour, that Greg Norman would be removed. As CEO yes. of Live Golf, that was interesting. super interesting. Um, Yasser, who is the governor of the Saudi PIF, requested membership to Augusta National Golf Club and to the RNA in return for his cooperation. I saw this. That was cheeky. Like, do you know what? You know what? Cheeky, but I kind of like it. I know. Like, if I, I'm I in that seat, if I'm in that seat, I'm <laughs> going right. I want Augusta. I want yeah. St. Andrews. I want, you know, and I'd be there rattling a couple of them off just to be like Pine Valley, Seminole. Yeah, oh, but just sweeten the deal. How much power show does he have? Of, 
doesn't it show how exclusive it is? Like the PIF is one worth like eight hundred trillion, and he still is requesting members. Still requesting, yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible, and the fact that he this has come out publicly now means that he will never get it. Yeah, Bill yeah. Gates no, exactly. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. Um. All right. Then a little bit about the events. Uh, there's supposed to be a World Golf Series team event hosted in the next few years, with the finale being hosted in Saudi Arabia. And two PGA Tour events are agreed to be branded by either PIF or Aramco Oil Company. This is probably on the long finger for the moment, but just interesting to know. Just when you so when you say a world is it like a team event, like a world, like a World Cup, or no? Yes, yeah, kind of like that. I'm not sure if it's like based on country or based on like uh, yeah, franchises yeah, yeah. that they'll pick, but Joe way kind of said uh, August, October to December is a quiet period for the PGA Tour. Apparently, there's going to be a team series world event fitted in there. <laughs> My vocabulary is way I, off. But if it's if like it that. is, and like we're entitled to our own facts on this podcast, usually. But if it is a <laughs> World Cup of golf, they used to do that back in the day. Harrington and McGinley won the World Cup, like the one some sort of foursomes two ball thing. They used to do it anyway. I'm not sure yeah. if they still do it, but they definitely used to do it. I would get involved, and you know what? Make it a mixed. So get Leona. Leona, four, Anya, yeah. four person, Shane. four person team event. Yeah, two girls. Leona, two Anya, Shane, and I suppose Seamus because Rory will probably. Yeah, go up that'll t- that'll throw up another Tom McKibben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll throw up another kettle of fish whether Rory plays for us or not. But um, I would fucking love that. Get a World Cup going, and that's how you bring in wider audiences. Like link swing. We yeah. can talk about that another day. But I, I, like, um, not to be facetious, but I think it's wild that, like, <laughs> in the that that golf in general has got into a courtroom of one su- suing the other. It's just the drama. I just love it. I'm loving reading about it all. It's just like it's just. The Sorry, drama. folks. Um, I am laughing because Scott has just fit in a word that I told him to try and fit in. What was what facetious. was that word, Scott? Facetious. <laughs> Making light. Making life actually, something serious. I actually yeah. have to Google that again. You said it to me earlier. Jesus. Faci- facetious. Treating serious serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor. Yeah, I went with light and I was just flippant. going to say it's it's good. Yeah, it. flippant. I love it. We're all about our addiction um, on this podcast. <laughs> um okay. But, but so, I'm serious yeah. about it. I do I do love the fact that like that of all the stuff in golf over the years, the stuff comes out with players and you know the whole tiger escapades and all the stuff that happened with him. But just think it's wild that one tour is suing the other one now and it's changed the whole landscape of the whole game. Yeah, and yeah, we're here yeah. talking about you know it's gas, yeah. <laughs> but uh, fuck live as well though. Uh, <laughs> it is, it is, Scott. Um, so listen, lads, we're coming up to fifty-four minutes there, so um, people are probably tired of listening to us, but. What um we were chuckling about last night was uh we started a Twitter thread on the Quack Twitter, um we were looking at Rose Zhang's um uh what you call them uh ball marks on her three wood and they are right in the middle of the face, <laughs> and I took a picture of my own three wood um and they were spread all over the face so, um honestly just for our own laugh if you have any funny pictures of sky marks or. Um, all over the face ball marks on your um, three wood or any club uh, for that matter please whip them onto that uh, Twitter thread from last night because it was very very funny um, <laughs> Mark any last um, takes from you the Irish Kyle Porter oh uh, boys la- la- very last thing for me I have to give a shout out to Rory's comment last week where he was asked about live golf and he said if live golf was the last place on earth to play golf I would retire. That's how I feel about it. It was the best quote I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he just Maybe hates Rory Greg Norman. Very good. He just absolutely oh. hates live golf. Yeah. And Greg Norman. That's, yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Scotty, Mr. Motomoto, anything else from you? No, no. All good. Um, looking forward to an exciting week ahead. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it now on the pod that, uh, Adam Schenk is winning the Open. <laughs> if it comes through, if it comes through, this has to blow up. Listen, lads, I'm telling you, Adam Schenk is flushing it. I'm telling you. Adam Schenk, get on there now, Paddy Power. I I'm didn't actually even the, know he was playing in it as well, so I'll be, I'll be tuning in. 
Yeah. Um, e- either that or a solid John Daly to miss the cut. <laughs> I think that you could probably put anything in the world on. Um, <laughs> but no, no, nothing else from me. Uh, I think, yeah. I think firstly, thank you, Mark, for coming on the podcast. It's always great to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about from a golf perspective. Yes. Um, and we are looking forward to have you back on again to do your back nine. Yeah. Pleasure, lads. Looking we'll forward to, to looking at too. your tweets during the Open. Um, and yeah, uh, I echo Scott's sentiments there. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. And folks, uh, thanks for listening. And we will chat to you next